Hey everybody, Dave Neal here, host of The Sap. How we doing today? I'm in my hometown of Rhode Island. I guess that's my home state. I'm in my home state of Rhode Island, having a blast. This uh, intro is recorded on my iPhone, but I got two amazing interviews to share with you. I don't even know which order I'm going to put them in. Let's do this. I'll do the first one. We'll be we'll do the first one with Doug Key. He's a hilarious stand-up comedian, a creator of the Rogue Island Comedy Festival, where I've been the last week, and he's just a great guy. We talked to him and his better half, Denise, last name redacted. Uh, I never, I never knew if it was redacted or reenacted or reenacted. Should we reenact her last name or redact it? What do you think? Uh, we interview them. I love talking to couples about their sex lives. I get to ask people, like I know Doug, but I just met Denise this week. I get to ask her the most personal questions, which I would have never had the balls to ask if it wasn't sharing it with all you knuckleheads. So we talked about threesomes. Talked about a few other things, and we also had Rebecca Irizari on the podcast. Am I saying that right, Rebecca? Hilarious! Oh, Rebecca's so cool. Um, she's uh, she's part of the Rogue Island Comedy Festival. She's a New York comedian. Uh, she's also a massage therapist. So I was trying to convince her that um, that it's okay if guys get boners during massages to touch it. Maybe I don't know. She didn't really bite the uh, bait, if you will, or bite anything else. I might add, but uh, super hilarious conversation. Love these folks. After that, I'm going to share a conversation I had with Amber D'Amato. Amber is a, we met uh, in New York, you might remember her, uh, years ago as my yoga instructor, and she's also just my life coach, my friend. When I was back in New York this week doing shows, I did one of her um, yoga uh what do you call it? Yoga matches? <laughs> practices. I did a little yoga practice match. Everything's competitive to me. I did yoga practice. Yoga practice with her? I did yoga with her. Uh, and it was just amazing. We caught up and she told me about her recent life uh, in the, in the polycube, as it were. The polyamory lifestyle she has. So we talked about how you can use the positive communication of polyamory even in your basic little normal non you know monog- your, your monogamous lifestyle whatever it is it's a great conversation to end with that interview because we recorded it at um a publication house in New York City and it was in a nice acoustic uh, very felt like a very spiritual conversation so I want to end with that one and I think you'll love both episodes or I mean both interviews of this episode number 305 enjoy my chat with all of the above on the sack I should call it sack. Enjoy my chat with all of my friends on the sap. All right, we're gonna get right in. Is everything it, strapped to yeah, this one? Mic. Why is it so is loud? This- <laughs> yeah, everything's strapped. Yeah. Am I on the home base? Why mic? don't? Yeah, you're good. You're good right where are you, you are. Are you jealous of that I'm on the home base, Mike? No, you, you have a beautiful audio. You sound silky smooth. I wish you could hear yourself right now. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. Hi. We've got um, now. We've got Denise and Doug Key. Oh, we're jumping right into it. This is my girlfriend Denise. Hey, how's it going? And you guys are sharing a mic. So for the audio listeners, you'll hear a little tennis match back and forth as you guys share that mic. I'm I'm pretty bad with that. I never know mm-hmm. like when to pass it. Yes. Yeah. I just. Uh, I just. I was talking. I'll just give you a nudge if I want to talk. And um, okay. my question for you guys: Are we doing last names for you, Denise? Or are you just sure. going to be? I didn't want to like sell you. Well, short. you uh, should we? Oh, I don't think you should. I want to work with children, so maybe not. Yeah. Okay. You work with children. That's yeah. nice. You're you're a teacher. Counselor. 
counselor. You yeah. counsel children. I do, elementary school. Which uh, helps for this uh, comedy festival. You've got a bunch of comics running around. Exactly. So are you doing counseling Seven. sessions? Yeah, well. <laughs> I should. That'd be great, right? I mean, managing the comedians, is it's a lot less uh, wrangling than I thought. They're pretty, like... Comedians are very nomadic people. You know, they're on their own a lot. I don't. The only thing I have to do is make sure they're fed. I just have to order some pizzas. But they know how to get to and from their venues on time. We've had no problems. You know, people showing up late. No one's missed out. No one's missed their set. You're good right here, Rebecca. So we got Rebecca here as well. And Rebecca, I'm really bad with your last name. Irizarry. Irizarry. I'm gonna hold the mic. I got it. it. No, you sound good with it. Wait, you want to? You, you want to hold it? Okay, cool. Hold it. That's this a large is apparatus here. <laughs> yeah, I we, do. We're, we're we're making do. Four people, two mics. This is like uh, the two girls, one cup thing. Mm. We've got. <laughs> so we are in a hotel room. So. Doug is the founder. <laughs> Doug's. You've got a lot of labels. You're the founder of the Rogue Island Comedy Festival. You're yes. also a f- a fellow alumnus of Portsmouth High School. Yeah, Dave and I went to high school together. You're, we did, we weren't friends, not because we didn't like because you were a year I'm old. You were two years older than me. Yeah, you were oh four. We didn't really. No, I didn't really know three. you till I started doing stand up, and I was like, I should reach out to this guy. Well, that's what. Yeah, we both graduated. You moved to New York to pursue acting, and then you found out somebody back home was doing stand up because you were friends with my older cousin, right? So then you, I remember, sent me a Facebook message saying, "Hey, we went to high school together." Uh, Can I, I blow you? Yes, think, yeah. pretty much. No, because you found out I ran a show in Newport. And you were coming back home from New York. Uh, so our whole friendship is based upon this uh, me trying to get on your stage, I think. Yeah, exactly. I like that we can trace our friendship back to a Facebook message. No, but we became friends instantly. Yeah, it for wasn't sure. Like, Facebook is really where... MySpace and Facebook, that overlap of time is where I think people like... That was like the first networking, you know. That's the only way you could network, you yeah. know, and, comics like and I'm also starting. with someone you might not know but you can like you're validated by friends in common and right. social circles i'm sure back before you know back in the 80s and 90s like it was just you know your scene was your scene that was it you couldn't really yeah you know you know you know it's funny my mom today was like dave i want to start an excel sheet where we list all of our family and all of their cell phone numbers and i was like mom we have facebook like yeah. we don't need she doesn't get that we don't need that anymore she was like well what if i wanted to contact matthew and i was like well text courtney his mom like you don't need that your te- mom is at least like upgrading to an excel sheet my mom has just <laughs> post-its on the cabinet still just like scrap paper with yeah. people's mm. information like i my mom still has my ex-girlfriend's mother's cell phone number uh, on the fridge <laughs> and sometimes i'll see your mom comment on your ex-girlfriend's post like miss you and i'm like yeah. <laughs> Like, okay. Moms right don't want to give. Yeah, uh, my like my family's that. friends with my ex on the, Facebook. Exactly. I'm like, could you not? Uh, could you unfriend her? Yeah. Like, whose team are you on here? I get so mad about that. I know she thinks she has like a kinship <laughs> with my ex girlfriends. Like, just because they're like old old chums. Now, Denise, something. do you feel like you have to compare yourself to Doug's exes? I don't. No, I don't. I don't. Oh, that's a healthy place yeah, to be. I yeah. Don't. She, I mean, she's far different from any of my exes, which is a, a refreshing. Breath of fresh air, I should say. And, uh, and so, like, you you know, uh, how did you, how how did you guys meet, and how did that take off? Uh, I'll take this one. <laughs> and then you, well, you can chime in because there's two sides of the story. They will. They'll chime in. Well, no, it's the same story, but it's two, obviously the different perspectives. Uh, it was Bumble, but I swiped no. I was on a bus from Providence to New York, and uh, I swiped no on her because um, I, I don't want to say the name of the school, but it said. Uh, as her like occupation that she worked at some school that the 
the town that it said was like a Massachusetts town. Was, right. So I'm you not, falsely thought she th- lived farther she lived away. Farther away. Got right? you. So I said no, uh, but I had my Instagram handle in my bio. Just to prove to women that I was a real person. You know what were I mean? your Bumble your photos? Were just so good looking. No, no. Did he, ever, did he have like a shirtless do... photo? Did he show off those I abs? Yes, I did, did not. Yes, I did, did not. I did. had the one of you in Italy with no shirt on. That sounds pretty specific. She remembers which one it was. Believe all maybe, women. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you caught that week where I was feeling. Oh, that week. What, okay. Well, so she swiped. So you swiped right on Doug. What, were you, yes. what, what was the swipe right uh, decision? Do you remember the moment? Mainly his face. You liked his face? Oh, I hate my face. Yeah. Are you both Italian? Yes. So you were like looking for an Italian stallion? Um, Some people have even said we look like we could be siblings. We have pictures together where we look uh, like eerily. That happens. Yeah, that happens. Tasha and I don't look alike, but when we're out, we like end up dressing alike and people think we might be siblings. Yeah. We definitely have like a sibling. um, Like, look. I'd love to see your children. Your children will have great hair. You both have really nice hair. Really? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I don't have not people think your hair is doing hair. a rip curl right now. It's I, just I uh, have so many cowlicks, and some days it works, so and cowlicks. some days it's just I I look insane. Yeah, I, it's like flipping sideways, and you know it's. Uh, I hear you. you Got to look at the weather reports. It's a whole exactly. thing. Yeah, exactly. So she swiped right on you. She was on yes. board with the with the Italian photos. I said no, and didn't think anything of it. Um, and then I got a as jared freed calls the window tapping she followed me liked a bunch of my photos on instagram so i thought oh it was like it was probably but when it's more than one you see like you see the same handle a couple times you go oh shit yeah so did she like any of your older photos no it was like recent it was just like she wasn't like a string of recent photos yeah it was i like like to like one photo from 13 weeks ago just to be like oh (laughs) that's kind of far it's not that far yeah, no, she didn't jump in the time machine of... Uh, so she Instagram sent you a message? Talking. She sent me a message, but I didn't see it because it went to my filtered messages. Because uh-huh. you don't follow somebody, you don't see that. They have to like It's like a request you have to approve. So I didn't see her first message. And then a couple of days later, I got another one. So I just checked that filtered folder. And the first message she sent was like, uh, Hey, Doug, this is going to be a little creepy slash aggressive, but I saw you on Bumble and I just thought I'd say hi. And I didn't. that's the one I didn't see for two days. And the second message she sent... Two days later was like, uh, oh, okay, cool. I guess I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> right. um, and I was like, all right, that's exactly what I would have said. I love how you fake played hard to get. You just didn't know this was I happening. I just didn't know. That's the only exactly. way for a guy to come off cool is if he just doesn't if know. If I have any advice, just pretend like you didn't see the message for two days. Just go off social media for Don't a couple days. Exactly. But not for nothing, that move made it seem like she was... Uh, like playful, but like she still like created a mystery, but like created that sense of urgency. Like, well, what was your response hey, to it? Respond now, or else you're gonna lose out. My response was like, uh, well, what did I say? It wasn't creepy or aggressive till that second message. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how we can turn on the dime. Like, hey, how are you? That's I funny. guess I'll go right. fuck myself. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, how do we not match on on Bumble? Because I looked at her photos <laughs> soon after, and I was like, oh, she's really pretty. She's gorgeous. And I was like, I don't understand how we we wouldn't have matched. And then. I was like, send me a screenshot of what your profile looks like, and I'll see if it's if I remember it. Yeah. And then I saw that her occupation it said like a different town uh, that she actually lived in, which so. was way closer to where you. Yeah, lived. she lives in Connecticut. So, so nice. And then you, so how'd you meet from there? Like, what was the first thing we talked that day where I saw that message? We just started like playing ping pong via messenger. We just like went back and forth, back and forth. And then I was like, let's just talk. So 
uh, I sent her my number and she's like, wait, with our voices? <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. Let's talk. So we talked for like two hours that first night. Wow. Did and it then, get flirty? Oh, yeah, it was more like just catching she, up. He's, she's like, like, no. <laughs> it was just like learning each other. You know what I mean? Like in, in an hour conversation, we got like a month's worth of texting done. Yeah. So by the time we met a yeah. week later, uh, it was my birthday show at yeah. Broadway. Yeah. Oh, you brought her to your stand-up my show? First time she ever... First date was wow. at one of your shows? It was my 30th birthday at Broadway Comedy Club. I was headlining, and she came. It was a Wednesday, like a rainy Wednesday night in the city. She took the met- a train from Connecticut to New York. Dude, she took a, a train cab, to then, see you. Then a cab, uh, got lost, paid the cab driver, got out, it was pouring rain, hopped in a pedicab. Pedicab? I took a pedicab, and it cost me $180. Stop it! What? Because I didn't she see. The, the I didn't see that the oh sign God. on it said like a price it, per five dollar per minute. And oh, I got there and I was like, my. I don't have that money. So, did he yeah, negotiate like, a price with you? I did. What? What did? He, so he want? He charged you one eighty? What'd you end up paying? Eighty. Oh, that's still. He wow. Took a, yeah, I was like, it's Boy, all I have. No pressure, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and get this. So she shows up uh, to Broadway Comedy Club, and I'm just sitting there, like going over my notes before the show. And we had like we felt like we already knew each other, you know, because we were just talking all week. And as soon as she came down the stairs, and I saw her. I was like, I was like, "There's my girlfriend." Like I just felt because we had gotten to know each other the entire week, so I just we felt like we had already known each other for like a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? That first time, oh, and that's she brought special. Me, like, a little gift bag with a. Uh, Medea's Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Diary of a Black Woman on DVD because I'd never seen it and she said I had to see it. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like, I mean, so many uh, Bumble Tinder stories are just people flaking on each other. Like exactly. what? Like what? Like what? Like I mean, other than you just completely ignoring her and her being a strong, independent Italian woman telling you to go fuck yourself. Like yeah. what? What else? Like uh, people listening always want to know like some some tricks to the trade. I mean, had, had like uh, Denise had had you had you just fu- had fuck boys like before that were just not getting back to you. You know what I mean? Like what's it was just a brevity like get to the point type of thing. No, it was just like I was dating a lot, and it was just like I was older, so I was trying to like I didn't want to date anymore. I was kind of done with this whole thing, so it was me just dating a bunch of people and being like, nope, nope, nope. Or like, oh, maybe I could like him. No, it's not. Did working. you enjoy the fact that Bumble you had to make the first move? Is it like a nice control thing? Yeah, I mean, because I feel like right. you know, women always made fun of men for their stupid pickup lines, and now with Bumble, men get to see women how horrible they are because yeah. women don't have game. I got hit on last night at Pelham, and this, I, this, a girl, I swear to you, I was walking by, I was crowded downstairs, and a girl hop bunny hopped in front of me. Really? And then her friends were like laughing and they were like kind of pushing her to get in front of me. She literally just tried to get in my way. That was her hitting on me. Oh, like if I, if I did she that. She was a kid, I think, though, yeah, right? Yeah, she, was a, she was a 21 plus person. And I laughed and walked around mm-hmm. her because I was heading somewhere else. And I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> it's like I would have loved that 10 years ago. But I was like, I don't have time for this. But I was like, wow, that was your game was to just hop in front of me. Yeah. Whereas like men always have a smooth lunch. To, to Denise, when we, even when we were just like texting each other, there was just no, there was no games. There was no... Uh, and I know, like, people always deny playing games, but there is. Like, I'll even admit that, you know, if I liked somebody, I would purposely not text them back. But with her, it's like, she got right back to me. There was no uh, no facade there. It was just, And how long have you guys been together? Uh, almost two years. Who said I love you first? I did. Wow. Three, did three, she say months, it back? Two months, two months in. Did she say it back? Oh, yeah. She was waiting for it, though. I could tell. She was, so, she so, how, so where were you? It, it was so he we were <laughs> he just grabbed the mic she was like love me or we, get the fuck out we were at his apartment Dave's and apartment, 
Ah, yeah, your my, old apartment. Oh, a lot of love happening there, there in that place. Is. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot. a lot of Columbia University <laughs> love. Okay, happening there. <laughs> hey, folks. Yeah, you paid a lot of money for your daughters to go stay in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we were hanging out at his place and like the night was over and I take a, cause I worked the next day. It was usually Sunday. So I took a train back to the city. So I'm back, I, to, New- back to, uh, Connecticut. Connecticut. So I, he, we say bye up in his apartment. Uh, didn't walk me down for some reason. Called he called me an Uber, but didn't walk me down the stairs. Yeah, that's five flights. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I Wait, got. He probably out. looked out the window and waved. No, you can't see me from the window. Okay. No, I waved from the door. He just didn't. <laughs> I, I guess I should have been more bitter at the fact that you didn't walk me out. But um, so I waited there, and then I was waiting for the Uber to come, and he runs out, oh. and he's like, oh, "I love you." That's a good mi- Yeah, that's a Mike slam moment. You get to say I love you, and then you See, put her in a car with Abdul down the stairs. I wanted to create that. Like, did you really? You still don't walk me down the stairs. <laughs> was that conscious, or were you like, I got to go get her? I was like, it's. We had such a great weekend, and I was just like, I need to go tell her. Oh, you know what it was? I was going away, like that week or something like that. So I wasn't going to see her for a couple weeks. So I was like, before I like hop on a plane. I just want to like say it. Yeah. You know, you know, we'll do that too. Where like uh, Tasha, she's just about every time she heads off to work, I walk the dog down, yeah. I pick the dog up in her driver's side window, make him, make her roll the window down and we just like give her a kiss. And it's like, that's, that's the little added thing you can do to like send somebody off on the right mood. Right. You know, selfless. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just were you, were you worried she wasn't going to say it back? I knew she was going to say it back. I knew she was waiting for me to say it. But, like, historically, if I've ever started to f- remotely feel like that could be a thing with women, I, I would feel myself like I could see myself getting hurt, so I never said it. You know, but with her, I felt comfortable, like, I wasn't going to get hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if I, like... Two months in. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I feel like I don't two like months waiting. is, like, a solid, like... It was three. It was, no, I said it. I think I said it, too. Or maybe I waited till three. Uh, mine was, was between two. I, and three. I sat down and I told Tasha I loved her, and then she just responded with this beautiful "thank you." Yeah, <laughs> she, she took a little oh, while. Oh God! But I was like, I don't care. I don't care. It wasn't a romantic moment. I was like, I don't, I'm not going to wait for some for me some special thing. I want you to know that I've I've decided and I've thought about it and I love you. Yeah, you know, I just weird that I'm looking at you in the eyes, Doug. As I, I know, say, we just said I love you <laughs> <laughs> deeply into each other's eyes. Um, yeah, we. Um, I just knew that it was the feeling was mutual, so I was like, I just have to say it now. I'm not going to wait any longer. And um, yeah, it's it's been working out. You know, it, there's ups and downs as ever. Well, well, it's good it, that you guys can have the poop talk. We're on this. No one can see your face. This is the sex actually pot. So this is actually, you know. Yeah, you, you've uh, you've mentioned you needed uh, uh, a juice so you could take a shit, yeah. and I think that's important. Yeah, we're pretty open with it. We're very comfortable yeah. with each other. But you I don't like was, walk in on each other in the bathroom. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I got no fly zones. Yeah. That it's not going to change. Yeah. I've set my principles. She waited a while to tell me that she has constipation issues. Like she, uh, I probably within the first month that we were hanging out, I went to her parents' house for dinner, and then we had a great dinner, and she was like complaining of stomach pains, and then um, you know I said goodbye, hopped on a train back to the city, and then later that night she's just like, or the next day she told me she had to go to the hospital and have an enema. Yeah. Really? Wow. But that's when I was like, oh, okay. But that's She's great comfortable that you, telling you that. So I... And that helped. It got everything... Yeah. <laughs> that's good. And that's what I'm I was like... like I'm going to write that down. I'm like, that's oh, the moment that, I fell in love. <laughs> it just took an enema. 
Yeah. Well, I like that uh, both uh, Rebecca and Denise just met, but you guys seem to have hit it off. And and Rebecca also has uh, constipation issues. You've got constipation here. Hold the mic a little bit. I started going again. Okay. Congratulations. um, By what, though, can I ask? I think just. Relaxing, like all the time, like or on the mental. Toilet. Do you have a squatty potty? No, I do uh, not. You need a squatty, squatty potty. potty. No, because I think so much of it. I think it is food related, but I think so much of it is emotional. Okay. Um, all right. So I think like the gripping mm-hmm. is like, and like water. I mean, there's. I think it's both. I think yes. it's both physiological and mental. mental. Yeah. So if I focus, because the physiological stuff, the more I focus on it, it feels like that. Like almost activates the. What mental. did you mean by gripping? What do you mean? You what did the, I say? You said the gripping. Oh, like an internal gripping or like, let's say, you know, when you have repetitive thoughts, sure. like something over and over, you think the same thing over and over and over again, like or there's like, yeah, like you keep like either like a tape playing or like there's like a constant same fear or a constant um, aversion to something or any kind of emotional thing that's like over and over and over again that like kind of stops. I'll just keep it in the eye. Like will stop me from participating in life. But you, you live in um like in New yeah. York where it's hard to find a bathroom. As it's actually is, so. not. It's actually okay. There are a lot of places. But like, the you, longer you live there, the more you know where to go. If you're dating a guy new and you need to go to the bathroom, you just use his oh, bathroom, man. or would you just break you up with him? Have to because if you lose that window, yeah. Like when you gotta go. <laughs> see, that's the to. thing. You if, have to let it wait, out. I always say to Doug, like, I lost it. Yeah. If I have to go and it I, goes back in. It sucks back in. Tasha like oh uh, Tasha would love being here for this because she's the same like she'll be like if I like interrupt her she's like babe I can't poop now and I'm like I don't yeah. know how I relate it to a like a time portal like if you're back in time and you need to get to that portal to go back to the future yeah. that's like her It's like the uh, it's uh like, back to the future I'm you need miss a, the portal. 88 miles an hour you need <laughs> to be like you need a certain <laughs> exactly. 88 milligrams of caffeine yeah. in your coffee to go take a shit yeah. and if you don't get it, no you got to get a squatty potty. No but but like think about like if you have tight muscles right let's say you're tense like from stress right if your muscles are tight think your your intestines are connected to like nerves and muscle tissue and fascia it's all gripping it's not like it's just the shoulders gripping so you need an ass massage no an anal massage um i don't know it no no i'm saying it's emotional like (laughs) speaking of uh, no you guys seriously it's not i mean if you want to okay change batteries we're good okay so so uh so along with your bowel issues well well, hold on i'm more i i I could care less about your shit schedule well denise is talking about the anal anal releasing it anally yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I know. <laughs> Wait, you release your poop anally? No, I mean manually. I'm sorry. I've I'm, I've had to go in there. Have you gone in there? You've I've gone, never gone in I've there. I've gone in there. You you with ladies absolutely with gloves. You have to take it out. Oh, you I've put never gloves gone on? In. Yeah. Well, she has like rat like They're stone, like rabbit poops. Like so I can't even get the rabbit poop out. Hold on. I'm just I gotta change the levels here. You guys are on Oh, yeah, I tur- I, I ex- oh, I, no, I accidentally, I accidentally turned they're it up stones. as we were talking. So your poops are stones? They're stones. They're like rocks. So I have to manually take blood. them out. Does it cut? There's like 40 of them. Oh, there are. The toilet bowl. I always say the toilet bowl looks like a bunch of Cocoa Puffs building. Well, you know, the doctor, when I went to the, the, he showed me a chart and he's like, what does yours look like? I'm like, well, it doesn't come out. So the chart doesn't So you're telling me. me when it comes out, it's not rabbit, fruity, rabbit pellets? Fruity pebbles. So I then how are you constipated? When it comes out... Because I won't go for days. But then when you go, it's regular? 
Like no, I'm I wouldn't lo- say that it's regular. Sometimes it's like... Um, I've definitely lost all of my audience. Okay, well, maybe we should wrap this up. Wrap Sometimes up the it, uh, anal It feels pebbles. like it's going to be really big, and then it's just this, like... Yeah. Like, it's, like, this big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just this, like, little... Yeah. It almost looks like a stone you could find on the beach. That's what I you mean. It. Like a smooth yes. stone. Yes. So, speak, so okay. you're single, Rebecca? I... <laughs> <laughs> You're single. What's going on? I with you? am single. You're uh, you're oh. you're a younger. You're 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 a young looking New York broad, <laughs> Jewish Catholic. I like that. Young looking. You That's got your hair nice. looks like you lost a cat. You <laughs> always say look, that to me. Every, I don't even like, have a cat. I don't even. I know have a you cat. lost it. You've been looking for it. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny that it's so funny, Denise. I don't know if you knew this, but I did a, the shittiest show I've done all year in, in New York on Tuesday. Oh. And it turns out that Rebecca was in the front row of that show. So we didn't meet each other, but we were seven feet away beforehand. That's nuts. Before we ended up getting... I messaged you, and you said you were going to hang out at that bar. And I said, oh, my buddy's doing a a set. And then you didn't didn't see him. Didn't see him. Yeah. Yeah, It it was like the worst. I had to get violent. I'm sorry. I had to get violent on the set. I had to like. I, I left it was just such that. a bad I audience. I had to like yell at all the comics not listening to me in the back until like they all listen. And I'm like, oh, I got. And tell then the whole now. audience were your five friends. Yeah, and they were only there to hang out with me, so they right. were just being nice. They anyway, were so nice. Yeah, they were. They cool. were I well, mean, they were so nice to the comedians. You've, you've on been on some of the shows, right? When like all my friends come out. Yeah, in New York. Yeah, yeah they're like just, the same group of people that comes to support. Yeah, they you. all come and out. All good hangs. They hang out. Afterwards. They don't see each other when I'm not there because they all have their own lives. But when oh, I come there, we're all together. Okay. But um, but you're single. What are you doing? Are you looking? Are you like? What, are guys hitting on you? You just you you're kind of new to the comedy scene. Are you, are you into comics? What's going on? Uh, well, I like right. I think the way for me is friendship first. <laughs> Denise is, That's okay. uh, Denise is protecting her face. I know. Oh, I'm so awkward. Why are you doing that? I get so nervous you, talking about this topic. Do you have, I don't know. Do you, have, like, do you have one night stands? Do you fuck no, on the first date? I don't. What's your I don't priority? do any of that. Why are you, why are you uh, shocked at that question? I don't know. I just feel like New York. Oh, yeah. No, you I think there's a lot of STDs. No, I'm oh. concerned about... Well, use protection. Yeah, but even... No, it can, New York girls... can be on the balls. Listen. <laughs> I just can't even... I've gone like this long without having Listen, anything. I'm like not you, trying to have human you're pepper. Fi- what? You're oh, fishing shits out of your ass and you're worried about dirty balls? Excuse me. I'm not fishing anything out of my ass. And yes... I am worried about dirty balls. Um, I think, in my experience, New Yorker, New York chicks, fuck, first date, no protection. Well, that's not... New York actually had a huge spike in STDs. But, you know, get some antibacterials, whatever. No, Rub some Purell know, on it. HPV, no, HPV leads work. to cervical Everyone cancer. Everyone has HPV. I don't have HPV. Everyone. Tasha says no, that. I don't have it. Everyone has it. I don't have Denise, it. Denise, you're on my side. Everyone has it, right? Everyone has HPV. Everyone has it. I don't have it. It's not showing up. It's there, honey. No, it, it's Everybody not there. It's uh, dormant. It's not there. <laughs> it's I don't have it. It's hiding behind that no, backed up No, you know why? Because I had the vaccine a long time ago, so I don't... Yeah, it's dormant in I keep on turning your mic down. You're so New York that I keep turning your mic down. You're, no, it's good. You're good. You don't well, have headphones you on. You can't tell. No, no, no. You you did, get, you're doing you a great job. You're doing my, a great job. Okay. We're best friends now. I just want to know about all your personal <laughs> We're life. We're best friends because This is what happens. You'll, you'll learn. Okay. You've been dating for two years, Denise and Doug. Yeah, the, lo- the, the best part about the podcast is I get to just talk to people about their sex lives. Right. And like, because I, right, you know, nothing's changing in mine. You know, that's a fine thing, you know, but that curiosity factor is gone. So I get to probe and pry, um, probe and pry, just like the, uh, Constipation. Yep. That like the novel. Gastroenterologist. Yeah, I'm a I'm a sexual gastroenterologist. Whatever you say. Gastroenterologist. <laughs> Going inside. You go inside. I love asking. Last episode, Gastro. I just. 
Last episode, I just spent the whole episode thinking of which of my couple friends I would watch having sex, if with their consent. Yes, you of know course. what I mean. Denise, have you ever thought of that? <laughs> like, um, like if you have like mutual friends, whatever, and like they were like, "Hey, we're going to be doing it," but if the window's open, you can, you know. Well, I'll say this: Denise has made it very clear that even hinting at the idea of a threesome or anything. Okay. Well, hold on is a is why do you make it like no I don't care <laughs> I'm just saying you've made it clear that like that's just just but the taboo way you say it makes it like you Eric, what it's just me here what do you mean that wouldn't want that <laughs> that, that you would be you would be open to that well see I you're like I'm not open to it but I like I don't I'm, I would never request it Doug's getting very close with his words <laughs> but why but would you it's, but it's a thing that it's a thing that uh see she thinks that it's like demeaning but like there's some people that do it and i it's think like, there's a world where tasha could, pe- right. could explore that but she's not there but exactly. i'm like i think i think when like i i think there's a world where like um you talk like you know what actually what's the interesting thing is we're i'm pairing this episode up with an episode with my friend amber who's um talks about polyamory and um, and it's interesting because my friends in this polyamorous world where she actually dates different married couples, yeah. But it's just uh, they're super communicative about what they want and this and right. that. But with my relationship, we talk about it, and I think that's as far as the quote unquote kink has gone. You right. know, just talking about it, but never in a way that we're like going to agree to explore it. Yeah, no, I like I like we're very comfortable with our own sex life. Like we don't need. Like, well, would you just... do this? They have these sex parties where like, would you let strangers watch you have sex? Wait, no, no. No, what I was getting at before, which I think she misinterpreted, was that she, like, knowing where she stands on that, like, just, you know, either watching other people or introducing other people is, like, not what even if, part of the Okay, question. but what if it was, like, more like, like, if I was like, hey, here's a tape of, you know, Tasha and I had sex, and here's a tape, and just, you know, would you be like, okay, I'll, I'll take a look. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, you'd watch it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Because for me, it's like coming from a cloud. It's like which friends would I watch have sex? Okay. And also, yeah, I, see, I was talking about the live thing. That's like, what li- I yeah. see, that's what I thought. If it was a tape, well, like, well, if if a tape's what's comfortable, we're gonna just draw the line where it's at. You showed me a tape. Yeah, I, I whatever. Well, put it this way, Doug. If 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 and again, this is all hypothetical, folks. Okay. Go easy. But if you guys, <laughs> if you guys knew and had agreed to let me watch you have sex. Don't you think you would do some more acrobatic shit, Doug? Like, don't yes. you think you'd be like, I got an audience. I, I got to change be- the faces I make. Wouldn't be as uh, ugly. I would do more like um, <laughs> slapping, but like in a wrestling, like where you're not actually slapping them hard, but you're making it. Yeah. I, would, I would perform it would the shit. It would, it would be. It would be more choreographed. And Rebecca, have you ever had any um, sort of voyeurism or let people into the? Uh, Oh, no, not like that, but I used to, like, when I was, like, first exploring, like, sex, like, in eighth grade and stuff, my boyfriend and I would make out in the movie theater and at the train station and in the back of his parents' car with his parents in the front of the car. Oh, really? And we dried hump. We dried hump a lot. Oh, dry humping. Do you guys remember dry humping? I remember Do you ever do a little finger popping when, like, in public but no one else knew? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a New York bar thing you can do. No, you know what no I, mean? I didn't do it at the New York bars, but yeah, yeah, no. I did it. I, um, finger popping in the bars. I did finger <laughs> popping on the way from on a bus trip. From... All right, we got a story here. <laughs> Peter Pan <laughs> bus bus. No, it was in India. It was in India. Were you riding an elephant? You got finger popped. Uh, what happened? No, I was on a bus with a bunch of monks and this guy I was traveling with, George. Amorginos, and we were going. From, Did he have the monk? Uh, he wasn't uh, a monk. Snuggie on? Yeah. No, he wasn't. You could a finger monk. pop he under a, a monk snuggie. <laughs> real okay. quiet, real quiet no. guy. What <laughs> was he? A quiet guy? 
was the monks yeah george was not quiet the monks were quiet. the rest of the bus was quiet it yeah. was probably like I thought really they don't talk or is that just turns yeah did you um yeah. so how did that go was it uh were you in the zone or was it just a novelty idea? it was a novelty was yeah a so novelty. you didn't you weren't able to um no. to get to that uh it was just because t- it was like in public he didn't take you to mecca as it was is that a it's thing, India, Indian thing? Not, he didn't you didn't not. you didn't go to his taj mahal Hey folks, he I don't was, know what this he means. He was Greek. He was Greek. You guys got to get out of here. We should wrap okay. this up. I know right. this is no, we're good. Okay, we go. Oh, come yeah. on, Randis. Oh, okay. I know. I know this is a teaser of an episode, but um, you know, I've already started a uh, couple warfare over here trying to get you guys up. No, that's okay. I th- <laughs> Not I with think, me. I was just. I, I think like you to, just misinterpreted sure what I, I was. The point I was yeah. trying to make, but. Are you, do you understand what I was saying yeah, before? I couldn't have okay. a threesome with a with another guy, but I could see. I could also see. I've I've thought of which friends, and it always goes back to my same friends that I'm really close with, like my buddy Darren. Like my buddy Darren and I were like such. You know, you know Darren. Do you uh, know? No, he's a Middletown guy, but we're such close friends that we've talked about like if if our if we swapped girlfriends, like would we let each other and stuff like that. And <laughs> it sounds weird to like, and it sounds so degrading to say, but like we talk about it with the girls too, and it's like you know You're what I mean, like a swinger. Yeah, we talk Part about it. I think just like fun. Two, two people have to be completely secure with them with themselves yeah, the and the relationship. Yeah. They have to because, like, if there's um like just a minuscule amount of insecurity on either side, yeah. that's going to create adding another person is going to create so much conflict. Well, now Re- Rebecca, also, you're wait, a you're a massage therapist. I, okay, one second. All I right, think I'm going to go. I'm just going to yeah. Mm. So. But I think there also has to be like, you know what kind of relationship you're in. It's not just like insecurity. It's like, well, what kind of relationship yeah. is this? It's all right. communication. There's something about like, yeah. is it, this this yeah, kind of relationship right. or is it this If you're kind in of a re- budding relationship that's going to turn into something serious, like a family, yeah. uh, then it's like you're, you're past that point of like, I feel like having fun. You're kind of in the middle yeah. grounds. Like, you know, whether you're a college kid who is, you know, having, you know, crazy orgies and threesomes or you're a married couple that's been married for 20 years. Then later, when you're a different person down the line, you decide that that's something you want to explore. That's a different story. But when you're like a new couple and you're just like, you see a future with each other, like you want to be the only person for that person. You Like sexually, emotionally, everything, every aspect. Right. So, or, or not. It's just whatever you want. Right. Yeah. Because so, sometimes married couples might just get so comfortable with each other as best friends that they might just want to explore and set the rules up. Like when I when I spoke with Amber, which will be at the beginning of this episode for people listening, or okay. at the end, maybe we'll be behind. Who knows? Maybe this is teasing the Amber talk. But she's she's um like I said, she's polyamory, so she's just having these such open communication where she actually officiated the wedding of the husband and wife that she fucks. That she's with. Wow. Is she in like an, a serious relationship? No, she's just, oh. she's so just she's not, does she the not third wheel. I don't want to call it third wheel, but th- her relationship is with a few different married couples. And and then okay. she and then she's dating one guy who's married, but the wife approves of her, but the wife's not a part of it. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Right? But it's all on the table. They all know about it. Yeah. They're all super. Do any she's, of them have kids? I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about the children. But my question was this, because when you talk about sex, we make it so personal and attached and we get jealous and, and all those things, those feelings are fair, but it's also, um, it's also just like a physical release. You know what I mean? So like you're as a massage therapist, you, you, you're literally massaging other muscles on the body. How would, how does it differ from like, you know, an orgasm? Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, they're all different. They're all different releases that the body needs. You're looking at me like I'm a fucking creep. Well, no, because it's it's two different things. But like you're massaging a guy, he's gonna get wood, right? It depends. Oh, no, yeah, I don't think so. It's not always, but no. it's absolutely not. Like, like Doug gets massages often. He doesn't pop boners all the time. I would no, assume not. You're not hitting the right no, thigh muscle. Like, <laughs> no, but the people 
who I massage, they're not coming for sex. They're coming because their necks are hurt. You ever have a? But you ever hurt. have like a real sexy guy? Like his muscles felt right, and you just were into him, and you were and you were but getting turned it, there's, on. There's professional boundaries. Like I have a license. I appreciate your professional. You know? Okay, so you can't. And so it's like I have a certain relationship. Like but, but, I'm a prof- I'm a. I'm a licensed. Maybe I'm watching too many porns where the chick giving a where massage and then she's fingering <laughs> herself. It's different. That's in not... a bus in India. But okay, but we all know. Like for me, if my girlfriend's like, I want a massage, I'm going to massage her. But I'm also getting turned on by massaging because her because of the connection. Yeah, like but, I go to work. It's a different thing. Yeah. A couple's massage alone with oil or whatever you're doing. I was getting a I was getting a time massage with Tasha. So we both okay. were on separate beds. I had some old guy walking on my back or what? No, actually, no, no, that's not true. She had the guy and mm-hmm. I had the chick, and they were tied. They were I don't know what they looked like, but a part of me was thinking, man. If they flipped me over and just gave me a hand job and they like rubbed Tasha out, I don't think that would be a horrible thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's how you're looking at me like 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 shocked that he's. I mean, it's paying for no, sex. It's just sort of, like, but it's also no, a happy absolutely. ending. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's paying for sex, but it's also like. It's prostitution. A little bit. And a, a little bit. I can't, believe, I can't believe I'm the new age person here. <laughs> I'm calling it new age. No, but it's prostitution. And it's a lot of people who like work in those massage parlors are part of like indentured okay, yeah. sex okay, take, take that. Take that part out. Yeah, take yeah, that I, part out. I, 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 no, no, I understand all that. So take yeah. that out. Take the, you know, like let's, let's assume we're talking certified masseuse. That, that's like a, like a yogi. Like I love to have this express and make you finish and this and that. And there then are get, people like that. Yeah. And then ding, 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 she's getting her bean flicked and I'm getting the pull. Uh, waxed whatever the kids are calling it these days and we're both next week because that's like we both are, bo- are such um what's the term the uh uh when you when you just uh love like it's, it's not narcissism but it's that feeling of like self-pleasure you know what i mean like tasha and i both love to just be touched but we like don't want to we, we we give each other massage and stuff but i just don't think it would be a huge problem no no again if she had some strapping man and she was like orgasming in ways i've never heard before i'd be like whoa what the fuck yeah but when, when you're on the receiving end of anything sensual, whether it's a therapeutic massage or, um, you know, just a touch from a lover, like it still releases like the same hormone, like the same endorphin or what's it? Not an, um, um, uh, dopamine, dopamine. Yeah. Something like that. Oxytocin. Oxytocin. Like the, that's the, the commitment the molecule. It's yeah. Hormone. It's when, when right. Women, that like, connection. Breastfeeding yeah. and orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. But guys oxytocin. dump a ton of oxytocin when they come hard. Actually with oxytocin, with massage therapists and maybe with all people who work with their hands with other people, we actually, cause we do release oxytocin, we become addicted to the oxytocin. And when we aren't giving massages, we mm-hmm. have like a letdown. Well, if you feel it. let down this weekend, well, yeah. we've got plenty of lonely uh, comics. Erections mm-hmm. and women, like we learn about this in school, like yeah. it's normal for men to get erections or massage and women to get uh, lubricated or, you know, whatever wet. the medical term is, wet. Yeah. yeah. Moist. But we learn about it in school is like, you know, I went to school for physical therapy and they just have to prepare you when you're touching somebody, like the power of touch can release so many different emotions. Like people can break down and cry because they've never been touched. Even though this is a professional uh, setting. They just it just well, releases well, all these emotions. I didn't realize how much I loved touch until I was at my um, my hairstylist getting just like shampoo. Oh god, shampoo Oh so my god! Even when she just like, I get high beforehand when I go because I want it feels. I get high and I fall and it so just smart. like wakes me up. I have no attraction to my. She's a, she's a lovely hairstylist and she's yeah. really talented and she's nice. But like it's not that. And it's like so we talk about the love languages on the podcast and I knew mine was affirmations. We talked. I don't want to be redundant for the podcast, but we talked about this before. How I've had to let Tasha know how important it is to me to like you know 
feel like uh, I'm important to her through affirmations. She loves quality time, but she also loves physical touch. And that's something that I neglected in myself, not knowing how much I love physical touch. Like, do you guys know, have you labeled like what it is you really like to receive from the other? Oh, of course. And she's, she's well, like, Doug, can you like, tell her what, what she needs? Yeah, oh yeah. And she knows like exactly. She busts my balls about it because like she'll put like her hand on my shoulder and just put a little bit of pressure and I just like cower over. I'm like, oh, she's like, oh, <laughs> shut up. Men don't she, get touched she, enough. I know, but she like, I'm, I'm constantly touching her. My hands are always all over her. So I think she's just become like somewhat immune to it. <laughs> Like De- when she's Denise driving, is trying to grab the microphone. Neck, I'm, you know what I mean? Like so, you, so, so always, she's immune to it because you're giving her enough of it. I was so good for you to it. I think she's just. It, it's, but she's not it's craving it to the point where like you're you're not like you're 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 feeding her touch well. No, I mean, he's always like his hands are always, like he's always has his arm around me or holding my hand. What do you like to do for it, Doug? Well, he likes massages a lot. He likes massages. Yeah, when she comes up and just gives me like even if it's a brief massage, how are you? Five seconds, I just melt. How are you both on quality time? Do you both like communicate well when you're missing each other? Because you don't live. Yeah, you kinda we talk live. every night before bed. We talk for at least a half hour every night and just uh, catch up. And then you know, on the weekends, I if I'm not like on the road doing gigs, I'm I spend the weekend with her. Um, and a lot of the gigs I do are in the Northeast. So like she lives in the middle of Connecticut, so I can hit Boston, you know, the casinos, New York, Rhode Island. Her her place is like centralized to where I perform mostly. So we do that, spend a lot I of quality. Say that if it goes more than like. A week and a half, two weeks that I don't see him now, I start to get very like. See, that's crazy. Yeah. It, it could be oxytocin letdown. Yeah, like, love. it's like my it's body, like, a, like I, like I'm like craving it. it. Like I physically crave. Yeah, FaceTime like, can only give you oh, so yeah, much when totally. you just want to smell and hug. Oh, yeah. and it's yeah. a, it's powerful. The senses and with technology, we're able to recreate some things, but yeah. also that won't recreate totally. recreate our sort of. And you, like even when I see him, I always say I'm touch. so creepy, but I say like I love the smell of your skin. That's what I'll say to him. Yeah. I, it's so creepy, but like it has a smell and it like releases something in me, and I just love like actually told you to change that word to flesh that way <laughs> love to smell his flesh oh, that's open flesh, flesh of his yeah very tight flesh you're very toned <laughs> oh thank you it's genetics i people always ask me and i it's just genetics what i would you i do work up and not like you do but you've got like just heavy arms <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, they just look like they I weigh know, a maybe lot I, dystrophy. <laughs> I, I like flaming on. out to guys um we, we'll wrap this up in a second oh, but um let's talk about what you, you're cooking here i'm enjoying yeah we're cooking rebecca likes this <laughs> i just can't believe you don't get turned on by giving people massages well it's like it's a you have to learn not to i'll like, tell you this i gave this chick a massage I gave this girl a massage when I was single I you. back there in the go. day, and she was laying like like you belly down. Working. No, 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 but belly down, and she had like a yoga pants on with a big ass, and I was like massaging her leg, and I wanted to go down to uh, like go up to the vagina, and I got so close, and I didn't go for. It. She was one of my roommates, like way way back in the day, like short term roommate. She we're was all staying. Glad you're not a massage therapist. <laughs> but I was That's literally wanted to go thumb. We're getting in at. college. <laughs> we were in college. I met a girl, and we were massaging back and forth, and it got to the point where we were just like fingering each other. Well, like she wasn't fingering me, but like I was. And it was, <laughs> was and then, fingering and then, my, and then, my vagina. And then, and then the, well, to wrap that story up, the funny part is we go up to her room, and she's like, um, "All I have are mag." Magnums. Yeah. And uh, how did she know you were in a magnum? Well, exactly. <laughs> I didn't have magnum dick energy. But what I learned <laughs> later on is that magnums are actually the same size. They're it's just a marketing. Size. And I was like, I can totally yeah. fit a magnum. I never put one on, but they're I'm. Same size what? They're as just, normal I think condoms. they're just a little bit um, longer. I yeah, supposed to be bigger. No, I should have just used one. But anyway, well, that's they are, but they're not. That's we ended up not having sex. 
no, we ended up not having sex. Um, and I'm glad, but she had, you know, whatever. But, but the point was, is that, that massage, that calf massage just traveled up the road. <laughs> I forgot we, you started we, on the we, calf. uh, we took oh the, my uh, God, my calves. So, so I'm just surprised that you've never had a guy. I mean, cause like, you know, he's laying on his, fired. listen, the guy's she laying on. fired if she started giving some guy a hand no, job. But that's but like you, a- you can still leave and be like, even, fuck, I have no, to go jerk off. Like, that was even sexy. Even if I'm dating someone, if they were on my massage table, it would not be a sexy massage. Like, I don't want even that Thought. What about when a guy gives you so a massage? Like, no, that that's like you don't have a fantasy of a guy massaging you, just flipping you over like a mattress for bed bugs, and just flips you over and then and then fucks. I'm sorry, folks. I think <laughs> I just don't think we're being honest here. I think Doug I think, knows that we're just not being honest here. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, mean, I guess I mean I can see it. Obviously, I can see it. But where I come from, I, it's like that level is like it's very. No, I know where Rebecca's coming important. from. Like, I, you know, I did therapy at a you know a clinic, a sports clinic, and you know we had like attractive women, like athletes, that would come Denise in. Denise is rolling her eyes, and, by the way. But continue. No, but I, I'm <laughs> just stars. saying you like as a healthcare professional, you acknowledge somebody's an attractive person, but you compartmentalize like two separate parts of your brain. It's like this is my work, that, and yeah. that's. But you 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 make the acknowledgement, okay? But you don't cross any lines. But women must be or, into you. You're doing things. They must. You, they sure because we talk the other way. How like men get a boner for women massaging them, but women. If you're doing physical therapy on a woman and you're a good looking guy, I'm sure you're hitting all the oh, fucking totally. it's the same, fetishes. It's the same chemicals that are released. You know. I don't know if it's a fetish, but uh, yeah, it's whatever. Whatever. It I is. think it's your fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're this like, oh, fetishes. It's like no, we're talking about physical therapy. No, my fetish is talking about this shit on my podcast. And <laughs> this is my physical therapy. I just stretch the creep muscle for everyone to hear. So I, I just can't believe that I'm the creep in that Connecticut and New York are just normal women. I just can't believe that. I don't know. I just I don't know. I feel like I, it's not like I don't have, like, ha- haven't had thoughts in my life of this stuff, but it's like once I find somebody and I want to be with them, I don't, my mind tends to not go other places. Well, Doug and I both come from Portsmouth, Rhode Island, um, a town of Catholic guilt and shame, and no one, ta- like, yeah. no one talks about sex. Did you have the joke about sex talk growing up? Someone had no. that joke, and they were like, you know, like, we weren't allowed to talk about uh, sex. We weren't allowed to not talk about it. So the sex ed teacher just teached butt stuff or whatever. It was like yeah. a funny. Someone, someone did that. Anyway, I just ruined, I just ruined their joke. But does Doug have any? Have you noticed anything in him that was that was di- lacking? Like that you had in, in you know what I mean? Like, like, like I'll, I'll, for me, for example, I didn't realize how weird i was about certain things until my my lady was like why don't you do this or why don't you talk about this or why do you lash out why are you so sensitive when i'm criticizing you and i don't know i'm doing you know what i mean so have you noticed anything in him that he needs to work on that's like a comic similar i mean i don't don't know if this is holds true for male comics i don't know but he is much more sensitive to criticism i would say like he has a hard not a hard time but like sometimes it's if I have things that I need to say, like now you mentioned doesn't... before, you give him sh- like stand up criticism. You mm-hmm. ever give him bedroom criticism? You ever write down notes for his next performance? Uh, I'd I'd say this: <laughs> like there are there are things that are uh, you know there are moves I'll make or m- maybe things I'll say that aren't uh, as romantic in the moment as she'd like them to be. And sometimes, but it's not coming from a place of like, oh, I'm not romantic. It's just it, maybe in that moment, like I like to take advantage of like primitive like feelings and and uh and she's kind of like the whoa let's uh slow down a little bit yeah. so sometimes we do sync up and it's romantic and then sometimes she's a little bit more wild uh and and puts aside the romanticism so it's sometimes when there's that imbalance of what each other expects then that can create a little bit of like this uneasy tension but we quickly 
Fake, we figure it out. For like slow and smooth. You know, you know, Doug. Doug she says that, but well, but then we go right into but animalistic <laughs> doggy double style. anal. But then double they, what, but the women, uh, yeah, they then they have these Fifty Shades of Grey movies they love, and it's like you know, like man, we, we'll try. To, sometimes we'll out uh, out kick our coverage. We'll try some moves. Like uh, <laughs> I tried to throw Tasha onto the bed, but we just uh, upgraded to a Casper memory foam mattress, yeah. which doesn't spring, and she like hurt her neck. <laughs> I was like, come on, man, I threw it because if that was a spring, that would have been sexy. We would have led right into sex you cannot fuck on these she just mem- molded right that into it so she literally funny. became a looney tune just like molded into the- <laughs> we really got it we, we really got to get going we have yeah, two more shows tonight if oh, anyone yeah. catches this podcast and is in a, on Aquinnick island in newport there's a 7 p.m and a 9 p.m show this is uh, monday october 8th uh happy uh columbus day to everyone and rebecca social media where can people find you get a massage what can they it's, take you on a trip uh, to india uh, it's Instagram handle at Rebecca R E B E C A I R I Z A R. It's a hard name. Oh I was exhausted listening to it. How long have you been in comedy? Like f- your six months. Six months. Okay. Yeah. We, we we should talk about your uh, branding strategies. <laughs> I need a, a calculator to. Remember. I met Rebecca at an open mic. That's how she was up at the festival. Rebecca has been amazing. What a talent! You're so kind. You're yes, very nice. Thank you, Rebecca. For Big coming up. things in the future for you. Thanks, thanks for. And then Denise, Denise is not doing sharing social. Denise right? should be a comedian. She's she's funnier. Than she's me, great. What a tool that you she have. Gives, she gives. She takes notes on my act. She comes to my shows, and she's just a comedy fan. So. And a fan of Doug <laughs> Key. Yeah. And Doug Key, your Instagram's at... Uh, Instagram at Douglas Key. <laughs> My birth given name. Twitter, Doug Key Comedy. But follow me on Instagram. I use it And Rogue Island Comedy. F- and then the Instagram is what? At Rogue Island Comedy? Fest. At Rogue Island, R-O-G-U-E, Rogue Island Comedy Fest. And yeah, this is the fourth year you put on uh, what a lot of comics have said is the best festival they've ever been a yeah, part of. Yeah, and you know, I, being a comic myself, I try to make it co- comic friendly and pack in the show. So but also you're a killer comic, dude. Thank it's you. like I love hearing other podcasts that talk about you, like the, the Tuesdays with Stories. They, you know, uh, Mark will mention yeah, you. Great guy. It's fucking great to hear that. It's Especially when I'm in LA and I'm just like on the other side of the country and I get to hear that my friends are killing it. And again, I appreciate you having me on. Well, congratulations on the success of this podcast and the growth of it. So if you're listening out there, I know you probably tell your audience, tell a friend, but that really does go a long way because people recommend podcasts to me all the time. And this one's just so uh, informative and uh, it's enlightening. So well, we tell try- a friend. Oh, and thank congratulations. You. Thank you, Doug. And, uh, Wow, that got real professional and nice at the end. I like that. <laughs> yeah. All great. right, that's the episode. Thank Thanks for being a part of it, guys. Awesome. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. Okay, that's awesome. My You're great. You're a great host. Oh, stop it. Jeez, let me turn it up one more time. You're a great host. Oh, boy, affirmations. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, my yoga teacher, Hi, my dude. friend, how are you? <laughs> I'm really Thanks good, how are you? For, I'm doing great. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Oh my goodness. I, I like the vibe of where we're at. Um, this is a very, can we say where we're at? Yeah. We're at the, now you tell me where we're at. We're at the Penguin Random House um, Club Room. Yeah, in the, heart New York of, City. in the heart of New York City. And I've got that NPR voice all of a sudden. This is NPR voice vibe. Because it's really loud on the street on Broadway, but it's really quiet and nice in here. Well, usually when I do New York episodes, it's like at Madison Square Park or someplace, and there's just like 
chaos not like whenever i get on the phone with somebody a weed whacker a jet drives by everything loud ha- you know what i mean like a band goes by totally. you cannot find <laughs> quiet so place in this sirens. town <laughs> and then this is like beautiful audio we're just in a nice anyway so we so yeah I'll, i probably have already introduced how amazing you are but just to reiterate i was thinking about this as i was showering not to be weird <laughs> but i was thinking you're you're the type of person where I've never hung out with you and didn't feel like a better person afterwards. Oh, thank you, Dave. Do you know what I mean? That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. And I appreciate you. And I did your yoga class yesterday and I was like, I am loved. Because these, these weeks when I'm traveling can be super stressful. I get in my head. It's a whole thing. But um, to... The, the, the part about where I get to see friends and just relax for a bit and be myself, that's that makes it all worthwhile. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, people can listen to past episodes. We did an episode in Central Park. I think it was a couple of years ago. It's a long time ago. So the true um, Sex Actually podcast uh, audience can reference all the way back to that. But, <laughs> and I'll probably put that into the, the description of what number that was if people want to like hear more from you because this is going to be, uh, and I was thinking we could call this short episode like the Amber Alert. It's the quick, <laughs> you get her, you're gone. That would be a great podcast name for you to have. I love it. The Amber Alert. The Amber Alert. (laughs) And then it just goes to everyone's phone. Just (laughs) Amber Alert. And then it's like, oh, what's that? And it's just, hi, I'm Amber. (laughs) Next episode. (laughs) And some calming yoga happens. Uh, So what's going on? You're, uh, you're, you know, wanted to talk about uh, this world of the, the, is it polyamory? Yeah. I I feel like an old dad. No, (laughs) you're not an old dad. (laughs) The kid's uh, calling it. I was realizing that as I was talking to you yesterday briefly about this, that I am in a little bit of a bubble with my social scene right now. Um, Because I was talking to somebody else who's not in my sort of polycule is one of the words we use means like polycule a, like a molecule yes, poly, I like, like that a, a polycule meaning like a a pod of people who are all sort of connected to each other either via sexual relationships or perhaps one of us is you know friends with somebody who's in another relationship you're in the no you're in the you're in the poly no correct what's i mean so you're and you also officiated a wedding i did so i officiated two weddings this summer and both of the weddings were for my partners uh they were getting married to other people and Uh, do uh, do you remain a partner how does that work i i do remain a partner and our relationships are very good and strong right now um it, for me, it felt like a, an honor to be considered to be in that role. It meant that the other people in the relationship felt respected by me and how our relationship works. And, uh, Did I've, you get to go on the honeymoon? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. That would rack up a bill. <laughs> Every wedding you could, you're like, I guess I'm with this person too. I mean, you could fold me up into a tiny <laughs> suitcase cause I'm a yogi, but, um, yeah, that's like their time, you know? And so I also felt like I got to be included in the ceremony, which which just felt like then respectful back to me, you know? It's like, obviously, that their partner was feeling respected enough to ask me to officiate the wedding, but then I felt respected by getting asked. So there's a lot of, like, respect that's getting kicked around, uh, which is very different from when I was in more of, like, uh, monogamous relationships. It's I think sometimes women are socialized to be 
uh, jealous of uh, other women or um, men too, I think. I think oh, yeah. Whenever you talk about women, it applies to me. I am <laughs> so... Like like all the stereotypes about women, it's me. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm yeah, codependent. I, I think that sometimes some aspects of society do teach us that that's the way that we should be treating a marriage like property almost or or that like you know that for instance my partner's wife like that that she should kind of think that i'm like a bitch because i'm the other woman you right. know but it's not really like that we have we're like deeply connected friends and uh we we have fun together and you know what i mean it's like a, now, and the thing that these polyamorous relationships seem to do well when they work is they overemphasize communication. I mean, I would, I know I don't, I'm not in one, but like, that's what you would think from the outside. It's like, Oh shit. In order for this to work, everyone has to be on the same page. Yes. And the communication, I think in the polyamorous relationships is something that anyone can take uh, a page from that book. I'm, I'm definitely not here to try to get people to be polyamorous. I don't think it's for everybody. It's certainly not. Uh, but I do think that people in any other kinds of relationships, monogamous or ethical non-monogamy is like a new phrase people like to Ethic- toss around. Ethical non-monogamy. What is that? Is yeah. It it's like, or like if you see it on the dating profiles, it's like E-N-M, you know? It's ethical like, non-monogamy. Yeah. I'm trying to break that down. So it's it's a, it's a healthy form of cheating? Means like... <laughs> what is that? Free means, range cheating? I <laughs> think people have different <laughs> definitions, but for the most part, it means like you have a person, like a wife or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or someone that you live with, but you have an arrangement where it's like ethical for you to sometimes like play with other people. You know, and that's something that I, I probably think of you know, as a guy who, who I like, I pride myself in sticking to the contract that my relationship has, which is that we're not fucking around. But like, if she didn't care, like for me, in some, in some instances, it's like getting a massage. It's, it's not, but then it's like, do I want her to get a massage? You know what I mean? That's where the jealousy part kicks in. Sure. Where like, I don't, I mean, how do you wrap your head around the fact of sharing what is yours? Totally. <laughs> I think that a lot of people find great comfort in um, understanding like levels of needs. So I think the massage example was so good. Like um, maybe one person might, if you're going for a massage, you might make sure that your partner is also going for a massage that night oh. or you might, um, say, hey, I'm going for a massage tonight, but I'd really like to take you out for dinner and a massage on Friday. Can we have that to look forward to? And I think sometimes when people, I mean, we're going to use massage as co-word for sex. um, I think Massage actually. Yeah. (laughs) I think sometimes when people can anticipate or discuss with their, uh, with their partner, what the needs are or for, so that their partner doesn't feel left out, then uh, a lot of times that helps. Yeah, because it's and not everyone's uh, not everyone lines up with their sexual drive and this totally. and that, and it's like, and, but you're you're in the heterosexual couple, you're supposed to you're supposed to not look at others, and you know you you to sum up those who are new to the podcast, Amber is actually directly responsible for my relationship. You gave me. <laughs> Five years ago, real close to the date, just under five years ago, by a few months, you gave me. So that would be what twenty thirteen, or twenty twelve, mm-hmm. twenty thirteen. So to, to anyway, I was in New York City, and you gave me the Superior Man, the book, and you had me read it. And then I went back to L.A., and then I get off the plane, and then. 
before Tasha even reads it, she's at the airport picking me up saying, hey, let's go get a drink. And we, and we were friends at the time and mm-hmm. it escalated and she read the book and she'd be like citing the book, be like, well, you're not acting like this. It's a bear man says. It's like, all right, shut it. But <laughs> there are so many valuable things in that book. But, you know, one of the things about just uh, appreciating someone else's feminine energy or the, whatever their energy is and not being afraid to if that comes out flirty or whatever it is. Sure. Yeah, because that energy sometimes like really fuels like really wonderful things with your other really, you know, with your with your relationship. You know, yeah. that energy is like part of who you are and it doesn't mean you have to be super slutty or like disrespectful to your partner. You That's know. why I look like these guys like Mike Pence, who is like these, I always look at old senators and old, these old crusty politicians as like the guys that are the, it's almost like, the, like these pastors, right? They're just like, do, do not do this. And then they're caught blowing a guy in an airport. And it's like, well, just blow, like, w- like it's almost like they almost, their secret life is so much worse because they can't even begin to express who they are in the first place. Yeah. And, and by taking it into hiding, it's so like when you shame people, like our country, like everything right now is being shamed. So like people are like, oh, I guess I got to do this in the private. I guess I can't say what I really think. I got to go to these underground communities. And it's that way with like your relationship. If you can't just, you know, but I, I struggle with, you know, um, post, you know, with social media, like posting a photo next to a girl which a nurse like a female friend of mine because I'm like, I don't want Tasha to get the wrong idea. Like I still struggle with my codependency is like almost not wanting her to be jealous, even if she wouldn't even look twice at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that people need to calibrate to their partners, like boundaries, intentions and desires. So, um, my good friend Effie Blue, who's a relationship coach, she calls it "do your bidding," right? Boundaries, intentions, and desires. Ooh, okay, boundaries, intentions, desires, yes. bidding. I like do it. Do your bidding with your partner, and sometimes it could be, for instance, you're here in New York, and Tasha's uh, back home in California. So, uh, which like, hi, Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen when she's no. not on. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So I'll make her listen. To this. Like for instance, uh, you can sit down with her before you leave for a trip, and you can say, "Hey, you know, um, my boundaries for this trip are this. My intentions are to call you every day, you know, or my desires." Oh, that's really like, a to, good uh, way to label. Make sure we can connect at least once while I'm gone. I'm really trying to be here for comedy, but I really want to look out for you. Is like a desire of mine, and and you can do it. People do it sometimes before they go to like sexy play parties or sometimes people do it before they go on a trip or before they have a vacation so so as if so you would if you were to go on a sexy play party but you wouldn't want your partner to be there that's what you're saying no maybe you maybe the two of you were going to a sexy party together let's say you were going as a monogamous couple okay okay all right so run me okay i assume you're gonna introduce and this is so (laughs) i know people listen go dave what are you trying to get at assume you're you're introducing tasha and dave to a sex uh party for the first time so well, like what right. would you like what advice would you give us that's exactly what I, I would say before you go you have to uh so my friend who's the relationship coach also does a whole separate class on this so i don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole with this but you know she has a a, a book and a, a class called play party etiquette is she in new york she is oh you got to connect us yeah I'll, I'll make sure you you link to her uh she's she's wonderful her name is effie blue but in her like thing about play party etiquette she says before you do that uh before you even think about going to a party sit down let's say you are a monogamous couple which you are like sit down and do your boundaries intentions and desires for the party so maybe your boundaries are that you're not going to have sex with other people 
your intention is that for you to be flirty and open and talk to other people. And then maybe your desire is that you can like let your wild side loose and you can like have sex with each other at the party and let ah, other people watch. Hey, you, right. Well, I think she might be into that one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, are, are you guys wearing masks at these parties? I'm no, so stupid for not knowing no. this. I, I, I imagine you guys are all wearing like Phantom no, of the Opera no. masks or it's whatever. Not like the, the big nose. <laughs> That's not like that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I think that a lot of our friends, you know, not all of them, some, some of our monogamous friends like come to those parties and don't play with other people. And, that they're still like in a sexy space and it's like, it's fun, you know, it's fun for them. You know? Now what happens when you do set the boundaries, intentions and desires mm-hmm. and in say like, so with Tasha, sometimes uh, I'll like do what I think is right. I think I'll be doing the right love languages and giving her the time and this and that. And it, and, and it still won't pass the test. And I'm like, fuck man, I really like, not only am I not trying to be an asshole, I'm actually really trying to communicate well because last thing I want is to be this far away and know my girlfriend's not feeling love at home. You know what I mean? Totally. Like how, how do you hold the each other accountable when you, when you have agreed to whatever it is in the relationship and it's still not, do you you have to readjust if it's still not sort of satisfying? I think that's where like trust comes in, uh, especially in a long-term relationship, like trust and desire. Um, to also the desire for like putting the other person in a place where you you know that they're always like agreeing to say like I know that you have my best interest in mind basically right. like it's it's nice to know that when you're with someone that you know that they're they mean well like if if you don't have that trust at least at that's, first that's the biggest that. um buoy that keeps our relationship afloat is when we can break down through all the when there's pain and misunderstanding and this and that and go I know I know it's because she loves me and she wants like I like I can break it down and justify a lot of actions in in both ways and you go like well it's because we love each other but it's 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 important to understand that but then also like get to the appropriate way of love well that is awesome that you already have that you know I'm just saying it in a way That's that great. it's like it's like the the it's the water's either scalding hot when you hop in the shower or it's freezing and you say, and you try to readjust it and you're like, we're looking for that perfect, you ever have that dial on the shower, horrible analogies, but it's like the dial in the shower is like yeah, a safe really crack, safe code and you're totally. like trying to get it perfectly right. <laughs> That's, we have to live in that perfectly right zone that we both, you know, are good with, but it's so easy for it to just go in either direction and it's like I'm, I'm just trying to ride this wild horse yeah I, not tasha she's not a wild horse the relationship <laughs> Relationships can be a are wild horse, horse you know they really are because everything is going well and then someone kicks the bucks the horse and it goes nuts and i'm like i thought we were you know i mean i think i think of that as calibrating i think oh good calibrating it can't always better. be that one person has to constantly accommodate the other one is that you should both be calibrating to each other's needs you know as as you go and, and, and also relationships and even relationship agreements, which is like also something I wanted to like share with you was, was that the, it's like a, it's like a thing that's like a living document. Like it should continue to grow and change with your relationship. It shouldn't just be this stale thing of like, oh, well now we've been together for six months. So now this is what we are. And now we've been together for a year. So this is what we are. But you know, it, 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 to your point, like we treat relationships the way we treat the constitution 
It's like, well, 300 years ago, they said you got to do it. This, and it's like we treat the relationship in this archaic way. And yeah, we should be able to be a little fluid with how we grow. It's almost like hard to grow if you're stuck to these old totally. school norms. And I, I know it's, you know, we're just, we're, we're like really right in the beginning. Like you said, you're in your poly bubble or whatever. My polycule. <laughs> <Your> polycule. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, it, you really are because I, I know a lot of parts of the world and people that listen, it's, it, well, it, it, in the U.S. is probably way farther behind. I mean, you go to Canada, go to England. These they're like sexually, just like slut shaming and stuff like that. It's not. I think they're farther ahead than we are. I think we're very puritan in our way of looking at it, and it's so taboo to even talk about. I mean, like I've said, you can't say penis on YouTube without getting demonetized. Oh my it's like, goodness! What the fuck? Wow! But you can sh- literally show some guy getting beheaded. That's it's just a weird place right. that we are. Yeah. I mean, I also feel very privileged and fortunate that I have, you know, a really good support system and I have jobs that are not going to fire me for saying that I'm polyamorous or that I have multiple partners or, you know what I do you, mean? Do you meet any, you do yoga all over town. You're, you're an amazing yoga instructor. Oh my yeah. gosh. My hips are I just, oh, they it's like sore, but in a good way. We got, we got two minutes, right? Okay. Two to three. We got, this is the, uh, the, the quick Amber alert for everyone. Uh, it be like, do you ever have? Do you ever you ever doing your little thing, your little shavasana, and you can like suss out that there's some polycules uh, oh, gathering so in the funny. back of the room? No, I keep my uh, I keep my professional life separate from my uh, personal life, Dave. <laughs> so, but what about like private yoga sessions? I mean, is that like a safe place if like you're with your your polycule? And like you're like offering yoga to just just leap into a sex party. I mean, no, no. How about the Catholic boy here? I'm trying. (laughs) Different. uh, I mean, if someone is uh, my client or paying me for a session, there's no. I don't cross those boundaries. Um, But sure, for my friends and lovers or people that I'm already in that sort of dynamic with, yeah, we do like yoga together. I mean, is that what you're asking? Sure. It's Uh, separate. (laughs) Now, if you're with like, um, what 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 happens when a couple? You know, you're not going to break them up. They're like a strong couple. Like, what happens when they decide, or ha- does it ever happen when a couple decides that they no longer want to be polyamorous? Does it? Uh, oh. Does that? I mean, like, have you experienced that? Where it, I mean, where- I haven't, but I'm sure it happens all the time. Uh, you know, I'm currently so right now I'm dating a couple, both of them, okay. and then I'm dating someone else who's married to someone else, but I don't date the yeah. wife. I only date. The one person. Do you communicate with her? Yes. So you're 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 friendly or yeah, very friendly. And she's she's you, so you so obviously you have her blessing. Yeah. Know. Well, she's the one that asked me to officiate the wedding. Wow. Between her partner and and her, you know, and and this person is also my partner. So it's like we need a flow chart here. Amber. I know. I know. It's <laughs> the polycule uh, diagram. But, oh, yeah, I love so, it. So so in that sense, I'm sure things could happen where. Maybe they decide to change their relationship or maybe the other couple that I'm seeing, the both of them, maybe they want to change their relationship at some point. But I like to think that we all respect each other and love each other enough to talk about it as things come up and, again, calibrate to, like, each other's uh, needs. And, you know, who, who knows? Like, when once you get married, even if you're polyamorous, that's sort of setting you up for a little different intention, right? So yeah. maybe they will move to California and then I have to decide what I want to do. And that and that decision is made independent of me, you know? But Could you, could you see yourself getting married? And it, obviously you would have to have, they would have to be on the same page. 
with that molecular right right uh, lifestyle I, yeah but i also want to like make space for like a person in my life who's not already married right it's right now the three people that i'm seeing are all married so I see what you're saying yeah you want I, it's not that i don't want to spend time with those people i love them very much but i you know it's nice for me to also just leave space to meet other people too look the audience the listeners right now are going to be very bummed out that we have to end this chat oh because goodness. i could t- i could i could honestly talk to you for days um but well, i know you got to go again. To maybe yeah. i can call into the podcast oh my gosh please <laughs> absolutely uh you're you're one of the best friends of the show oh, you, thank you you really i love the show <laughs> you really helped change if in a positive way the trajectory of my life you really have Thank and you, you and David. I just met you randomly through another cool friend, and that that's we love how her very much, yeah. that's how recommendations work in my book. Someone recommends someone, Heck yeah. She goes, she, you know, seven years ago, you should check out this yoga class, blah, 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 and I go to it, and I'm like, I'm in love. I love teacher's amazing. <laughs> She's so great. I get my ass into shape. Now here I am. I haven't done yoga in a bit. Trying to do a handstand. Yeah, oh you boy, still did good. Did great in class. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this molecular lesson. <laughs> and um, again, we'll we, we we'll have to pick up from from yes, this because time, this is only relationship agreement so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna look into some of the terms you said you said um you said a bidding which is uh boundaries boundaries intentions, intentions and, and desires. desires yes and then um, i'm gonna bring that up with tasha and we're gonna work on oh, our great. Uh, we're gonna have our bidding war Wonderful. <laughs> no no bidding uh, and you should make any of those conversations sexy and fun set up a fun time to talk about it make it like naughty or fun or like playful it doesn't have to be some serious sexy thing. and fun to tasha is me massaging her while she watches some period piece on netflix that's <laughs> sexy and fun. To her, but we'll do the bidding anyway thanks so much <laughs> Thank for being you. on the pod 